His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. You guys know my son has no shortage of enthusiasm. Whatever he's into, he's all in. I mean, he's five years old, and lately that thing has been drumming. Our house is not quiet. That's a, a pot that he has turned upside down, and he's smacking it with a spatula, and he's singing his hit song, I Want Bubblegum. Oh, I love that song. Uh, so my mom <laughs> let Sammy have a sleepover at her place on Saturday night, and so Sunday morning, he's all fired up, and I'm like, what's going on? Grandma said she would buy me a drum set. Oh, no. So I'm trying to figure out, is my mom trying to torture me? Does she hate me? Why would she tell my son that she's going to buy him a drum set? Oh, it's it's a wonderful life because my son's been playing drums since like 10, 9 or 10 years old. I mean, can I stretch this out until 9 or 10? That would give me a few more years of peace. No, no, no. Start it now. <laughs> It'll be beautiful. The neighbors will love you. They'll bring over desserts and stuff, just thanking you for uh-huh. a drummer it in your house. It could be a phase because Spencer had a drum kit in our garage for two years. Did he play it much? He did at first. And then he got out of it and he picked up the guitar. Uh, and did he take lessons? Yes. Because I was telling Sammy that I would rather invest in lessons so that he can learn a few things rather than buying the drum set and just having a bang on it, you know? And he says, oh, I already already know how to play. There you go. You save money right there. <laughs> Good. See? And he wants to have a concert. So he skips straight to being concert ready with his drum performance. Performance. Hey, let's go to the arena uh-huh. and get it all set up. Uh-huh. I love bubble tickets. Why do I feel like you're on my mom's side? Because I kind of am. She's like, I took him to the music store, and the man said he's never seen a child with such enthusiasm. I'm like, he's enthusiastic about everything. (laughs) Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. So moments ago, you heard Allison tell you about Sammy's new gift. It's the gift of drumming on pots and pans, but her mom, Sammy's grandma, he's only five now, wants to invest in a drum kit. For Sammy. Yes. Allison's overjoyed by this. Mm-hmm. No, and my husband agrees with me. He's not ready for it either. But you guys, don't you think it's a little sneaky for Grandma to tell Sammy that he's getting a drum drum set without talking to Mom and Dad first? Oh no, brilliant, uh, brilliant, <laughs> wonderful. Now idea. Uh, here's some texts that are coming in. For instance, Elizabeth, she's got a good suggestion. She's talking about drum pads. They really, really help. I think Elizabeth is speaking of experience in her home, own home. Yeah, sounds like it. You know what a drum pad is? No, I do not. Okay, yeah, because she doesn't play drums. They're actually a pad you can put on the drum that kind of silences it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Not a bad idea. (laughs) And then uh, Doug says, make sure you get electronic drum set. This way you can turn down the volume or even wear headphones so the entire house doesn't hear it, which is true. It can be very loud in his ears and he's (laughs) excited. And does that harm his hearing or... Uh, well, you have to put a little limit on there, maybe. Is that perhaps. what Michael had when he was a kid? No, he never he never got into electronic drums. Okay. It just doesn't, not the same thing. No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> all right, well, Lisa may have the best suggestion of all. She says, let mom buy the drum set, provided she keeps it at her house. Oh, ah, see? That's yeah, smart. She does live in a condo, though, so her neighbors might get a little mm. upset. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. So Sammy, which 
which is Allison's five-year-old, has picked up percussion. Well, mm-hmm. pots and pans now, but um, Grandma is doing something. If you want to imagine what it's like in my house right now, just imagine beating a pot over and over and over again with a spatula and a kid shouting, I want bubble gum. That's his song. I want bubble gum. So my mom loves his enthusiasm for drumming. So she decided to tell him that he could have a drum set without talking to me first. See, that's a grandma who spoils a grandchild. I don't know if that happened to you. Uh, Maybe it has. 800-447-7234. But first, I think Debbie has some advice. What is it, Debbie? I was just calling to say the drum set sounds like a good deal to me since my mother-in-law actually showed up at my son's fifth birthday party with a brand new puppy. (laughs) Whoa! We had a long time and a lot of expense involved in that birthday present, so I'll take a drum set any day. Uh Uh-huh, so... That makes me feel better. Yeah. (laughs) That, yeah, definitely ask the parents before buying the kid a puppy. Barbara, though, has a great suggestion. What happens at Grandma and Grandpa's house stays at Grandma and Grandpa's house. So I think she's saying the drum set can come as long as it doesn't leave their house. It's there. And they're in a condo, so their neighbors will hear all that. Oh, those are soundproof, aren't they? Right, yeah. I don't think my mom's thought this through. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, very curious. Okay, we heard from Debbie, and Grandma spoiled her kid with a puppy. How about you? How were you spoiled when you were a grandkid from your grandparents or maybe how they're spoiling your kids? 800-447-7234. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. (laughs) I love Allison's grandma. She's buying drums for her five-year-old Sammy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, And my mom promised these drums to Sammy without even talking to me about it. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. No way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, we got... Jayetta is uh, jumping in on this. Eva's story. My parents bought my nine-year-old a cell phone for Christmas without asking until after it was bought. Uh-oh. Ooh. Uh-huh. Uh-oh, it happens. That's a big purchase. Yeah. And parents mm-hmm. feel differently about cell phones. Mm. So, yeah, I think you should ask on that one. You would think, right? 800-447-7234. How would you um, spoil the grandkids? Or how did your grandparents even spoil you? We're hearing... From, from Ashley, what's your story? Oh, my goodness. So, my parents are not the same people that raised me. <laughs> I've had children. <laughs> I can still remember growing up, and, you know, we always had our needs met, but we were never allowed to ask for anything. We went to the stores and things like that. And But now that I've had my little girl, I mean, every Christmas, she has her own Christmas tree with just as many presents that my husband and I would get her. And so we've actually had to have discussions with them about the number of presents they get her um, because it's almost like we have shared custody (laughs) with my parents um, because they have so many gifts for her. Like last year, they got her a trampoline and a bike. um, And every time she goes there, they have something for her. Um, She has her own room filled with toys. And I'm going, who are these people? Because (laughs) they're not the same people that raised me. I don't know who you are. (laughs) Now, okay, listen, Ashley and Allison. You're going to do the same thing when you have grandkids one day. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, you will. No, because I'm frugal. <laughs> I'm not going to drop hundreds of dollars on a drum set. It changes when it's a grandchild, though, I think. You so think? I hear, I'm way too young to know this, but that's what I'm hearing. Something something disconnects up there mm. when it's grandchild. Mm-hmm. Right, Rob? Yeah, and I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't have any grandkids. Oh, that's right. I know I'm grandpa age, but, you know, still. 
Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Charlotte Ray, best known for her role as housekeeper Edna Garrett on Different Strokes and Facts of Life, passed away. She was 92 years old. And, you know, Facts of Life, in my opinion, had one of the greatest theme songs of a TV show of all time. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. Yeah, I loved it. What a wonderful opportunity to dust off our acting hats for a round of... So playing the role of Edna Garrett, housekeeper and mentor at an all-girls school is Jim Mann. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Rob Dempsey will play the role of self-absorbed rich girl Blair Warner. Hello. <laughs> and I will play the role of motorcycle riding tough girl Joel Pone- Joe Ponacek. <laughs> uh, good one. All right. Action. Miss Garrett, you'll never guess. I'm a CC girl. A CC girl? Oh, wonderful. What's a CC girl? I don't know, but look how happy it's making her. (laughs) I'm selling Countess Calve Cosmetics. Countess Calve? I've always admired her. She's trying something new. She's decided to sell her cosmetics on school campus. And I, Blair Warner, am her personal representative at Eastland. Blair, I never thought of you as a fuller brush man. Well, think again. I'm tired of being the idle rich. I want to be the working rich like Gloria Vanderbilt and Jackie O. gives meaning to life. I want to be able to earn my money instead of depending on my mother, my father, my stocks, my trust fund, my silver mine. All right, all right, Blair. I think it's wonderful you want to make your own way in the business world. You'll be terrific at it. (laughs) Working for a living is an accelerating experience. Gee, that means I've been accelerating for over 35, 22 years. Scene. Wow. That was excellent. Miss Miss Garrett. Yes. One of a kind. Yes. And that was another edition of his Morning Crew Theater. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Theo's 100 Days of Summer. It's time to claim your family staycation. You ready for this? Kirsten Turner, we're looking for you. What can you tell us about Kirsten? Uh, she lives in Richmond Hill. Okay, so Kirsten lives a very <laughs> simple life. So if you know Kirsten Turner and she lives a really simple life or she has this, maybe she has the best, humongous, huge family ever. But oh, if you wait, know, I have another detail. What? This just came through. Uh, she says, I love Christian radio. Oh, good. Oh. So <laughs> she listens to his radio. Kirsten Turner, if that's you or if you know Kirsten, text her. Let her know that she will have 10 minutes to call in and claim her staycation. Call 800-447-7234 in the next 10 minutes to claim your family staycation. Your time starts now. It's His Radio's 100 Days of Summer. Time to give away another great family staycation. Hi, my name's Kirsten Turner. Kirsten, you have a staycation, girl. Oh, my goodness, yes, 
is so exciting. <laughs> if you ever dreamed, if you ever wished, if you ever wanted to slide down the slides of the Splash Burrow, you are going. Wonderful. Well, tell us about your family. Um, well, I am married to my wonderful husband, Jody. And then together we have five kids total. What ages are your kids? They range in age from 15 to 23. And the grands are, I think, two and three. How's your summer been going? Too short. Isn't that crazy? We have such a short summer in Savannah. Can't believe it started already. I know, right? Well, Well, maybe this will feel like your summer's uh, extending just a little bit. Yeah, you'll be able to go off to a weekend and spend some time at the Splash Burrow now. Well, that's wonderful. We haven't been there. That's great to hear. Keep listening for your chance to win a great family staycation. Register your family today at hisradio.com. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. If you don't know already, our producer, Jim Mann, has a really strong feeling for cats. It's a really strong feeling. So we're privileged and we're honored yet once again that Uncle Jim has yet another cat story for you. Yes, I want to talk about a uh, a sad but cute story. Huh? How about that combo? Sad but cute. Reminds mm-hmm. me a little of you. <laughs> sad but cute. Uh, anyway, the Grass Valley firefighters are in the uh, California area. You know, the fires are going on out there. That's it's pretty horrible. Tragic. It yeah. is. It's, it's huge. But uh, in the, uh, what's called the Car Fire, C-A-R-R, in, uh, in Shasta, they were called in to patrol the uh, around structures that have already, the fire's already passed through, so they're like, I guess, just going through it and make sure there's nobody in there or whatever, pets, that kind of stuff, and keeping the security going on there. Anyway, they came across uh, in a doorway of a house, part of it that hadn't burned down. Mm-hmm. There was a cat and a chicken huddled together. Oh. You don't see cats and chickens huddled together normally. But the fire brought them together? Yes. Adversity brought them together. Mm. That's nice. Isn't that cute? That is sweet. They're looking out for each other. Overcoming their differences. Yeah, and they were just so bonded that the, the firefighters found a little crate put for an animal, and they put they both wanted to go in there together. That's nice. Yes. Sure the cat just wasn't thinking dinner? <laughs> Well, the, the chicken was uncooked. So. <laughs> That's true. It's, it is alive. Yeah. So, yeah. They're buddies now. See, it's a sad yet cute story, right? Am I correct? Sad and cute. Yeah. Uh, the cute is overweighs the sad. Yeah. That's sadly cute, though. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, see what adversity will do. Mm-hmm. Adversity overcomes diversity. Wow. Is that another That's like a sticker? poster yeah. that I had hanging in my room Let's as do a it. kid. I'm tweeting that. <laughs> what kind of cat hangs out in your house? House cat. What kind of cat hangs out in the alley? Alley cat. <laughs> what kind of cat is a chocolate candy bar? Help me out. Kid cat. What kind of cat are you? What kind of cat are you? Tell me, tell me true. What kind of cat are you? I'll give you those clues. Here we go now. What kind of cat are you? my Rob, Allison, and Jim. You know, sometimes you have to wonder, what do teachers do when they're off during the summer? And there's a variety of stuff that they do. I'll tell you what uh, Bryson Carlson did. Bryce Carlson, he's a biology teacher. He's a rowing coach at Seven Hills School in Cincinnati. So he decided he's going to row all summer long. He plopped his boat in the Atlantic and went 2,000 miles. 
Whoa. From Canada to the UK. Why? Well, he says it's because of this quote. I ran on a, a quote recently that I love that I think applies here, and that is, uh, you know, the person you're going to have to spend the most time with uh, over the course of your life is yourself. So you better make yourself as interesting as possible. And he sure did. He went, it took him five weeks to row from Canada to the UK. Hurricane Chris was out in the Atlantic when he was there, too. So he was capsized uh, multiple times, he says. A lot of strong winds and waves. It was his greatest challenge. And check this out. He unofficially set the record for the fastest west-to-east solo unsupported crossing of the North Atlantic and the first American to actually make the crossing successful. That's a small boat, too. Yeah. Not much to that thing. When you're in a rowboat, that's all you got. I did it in a kayak, but no one's talking about that. Well, you didn't do it fast. Oh. And And you must have abandoned it. And it was a lake. Yeah. But, hey was a body of water more than just pretty voices there's been a lot of black bear sightings i've you know maybe it's the same as usual but i'm seeing a lot of stories about hey black bear blah blah blah. even where we're living black bears are just hanging out buying houses next to us stuff like that yeah they're just moving in is it just me taking the porridge and sitting on the chairs exactly messing up beds everywhere Yes, you've heard that story. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, it's probably more common in uh, Union Bay and Vancouver Island, I would imagine. But uh, Anna Stady, I believe her name is, she came across, she heard some noise in her house, and uh, there was a black bear in the kitchen uh, cooking dinner for her, maybe. Eating the porridge? Yeah, she didn't really like it. Um, she's 95 years old. You think she would like, you know, cower in the corner, scream? No, no. She took the bear on. She wasn't afraid. I was annoyed. <laughs> I told him to go, and he just about went half the backyard, and I said, "No, go home." <laughs> and the bear left. Wow, he listened to her. Only to come back later, of course, and she chased him out again. The bear is obviously hungry. He wouldn't have been in the kitchen. He would have been in the living room reading or something. But he's in the kitchen. So it's kind of brave of her to chase a hungry bear. That is brave. bear. But yeah, you don't mess with a lady's kitchen. Evidently, When they're 95 years old. (laughs) Just go. Go home. Yeah, and she (laughs) thought the bear was beautiful. She said it was a beautiful black bear. <laughs> and she she's appreciates upset. them. Exactly. She's upset they have a bear trap out there. She goes, they know if they catch it, they'll have to put it down. No. No, why? No. Because please. now it keeps coming back into the houses and they get dangerous. Mm. Well, not with her, of course. Have tea or something next time it comes. That's true. Or porridge, like the story. Or yeah. honey. Honey, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little pot of honey. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I just want to take a moment to be a little cheerleader for some amazing kids. See, there's this elementary school in Beaufort, and they have a sister school in the South Sudan. And the headmaster of that school in the Sudan came and spoke to everyone at the school in Beaufort. And one little boy and his sister, they really took that message to heart. Eight-year-old Nate Miller and his nine-year-old sister Murphy could not believe that the kids at their sister school didn't have access to clean water and it just struck their hearts in a really powerful way. The biggest thing they took away from his talk about what his students go through on a daily basis is that they have to walk three and four miles to get clean water before school. It's just really sad they have to deal with malaria and all that. So we decided to make business. 
He said, so we decided to make the business. And the business that they launched this summer is an adorable lemonade stand called Murphy's Pucker Up. Their goal is to raise $2,500, which will cover the cost of five water filtration systems. And there's even a restaurant helping them out. If you go to Breakwater in Beaufort and buy a glass of lemonade, all of the money will go towards Nate and Murphy's project. Get out. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? And is he set up in front of it, too? Yeah, he's got this cool little cart, rolling cart, that he sells lemonade out of. It's, It's a pretty sweet operation. Man, you need to send uh, Sammy over there to help train them how to scream in the streets and more people will come out. <laughs> they could really uh, network these three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because if you didn't hear, Sammy is Allison's five-year-old, and he did a lemonade stand a couple of weeks ago and raised support for kids over in India. Yeah, we I think we ended up with feeding 6,900 kids with Rice for Life through Set Free Alliance. Look at that. Are us grown-ups supposed to do stuff? Or just the kids? We just encourage the kids. Okay. Yeah, you use the cuteness of the kids. Uh, yeah, we've lost our cuteness. Yeah, well, speak for yourself. I've lost my cuteness. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Everybody has fears except for me, of course. There, there's mm-hmm. things like people are afraid of clowns. You should see him on a lap. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking right now, right? Yeah. Some people are afraid of snakes. Like Jim. No, no, not love snakes. And then other people are afraid of, like, uh, maybe heights or <laughs> things like that. Uh, Rob, of course, is is afraid of bunnies, little fuzzy no. bunnies. I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah he no. screams like a little girl when it comes through. Never. And Allison, you're kind of afraid of roller coasters, right? Well, no, I'm not afraid of You're them. afraid of them for the story. Okay, I'm afraid of <laughs> yes. flying. I don't like flying. Flying and roller coasters. Okay, sure. Roller, I, yes, I'm so afraid of roller coasters. Well, there's a certain uh, uh, deputy sheriff, uh, sheriff deputy, sheriff's deputy. I want to get that right. Who's afraid of roller coasters? These guys aren't normally afraid of anything, but he's afraid yeah. of roller coasters. But in order to raise money for elementary school, Bay Minute Elementary School, I don't know how to say it, Minute, he raised money for this school. He went on a roller coaster and screamed like a little girl. It was just embarrassing. And, and of course they say, hey, you overcame your fear, but it's not so. A lot of people, you know, talked about me conquering my fear. I wouldn't say that I conquered it because I'm not any less scared of roller coasters today. It was definitely one of the scariest moments, that first drop of the roller coaster. So I just, I just buckled down and did it, uh, but I was scared. I'm not gonna lie. I was, that's one of the most terrifying moments of my life. Good for him for and he tackling did it. that. Yeah, he was on the rolling thunder, whole two minutes of fear, just to raise money for this school. And then he put up a GoFundMe uh, page also to keep raising money for this elementary school. Isn't that precious? That's awesome. And he seems like a tough guy. I mean, he's not like a little, mm-hmm. a little, you know, untough guy. <laughs> and so honest too, you know, because he could have said, "Oh yeah, it doesn't scare me anymore." Yeah, but he's nothing. like, "Yeah, I'm still scared." <laughs> yeah, like Rob, he's still scared of little bunnies. Yeah, fuzzy bunnies. Oh. Yeah, I'm so scared of fuzzy bunnies. <laughs> it's okay, Rob. Jim just wants to live vicariously. <laughs> His fear is the fuzzy bunnies. We'll work through this. Yes, you'll be okay. Uh, (laughs) The fuzzy bunnies, I get uh, it. I understand. Somebody help me.
thing. <laughs> well, we're trying to find it for you. Rob, Allison, and Jim. I'd love to tell you about Elijah Hood. Maybe you know who this individual is, but when Elijah Hood was like two years old, he had a football in his hand. He never let that football go. As a matter of fact, when he was three, he was tackling all the grown-ups in the family. How cool is that, huh? Well, he's all grown up now. He was in Charlotte in his room. Uh, all decked out in Carolina Panthers while he was a teenager. Now, get this, he is the nation's most prized running back recruits. And his parents were just featured on WCNC to chat with Elijah's uh, parents about a nap and a phone call. He went to sleep and woke up and he was a Panther. It was really cool. It was, it was kind of unbelievable to me at first, but now I'm, I've been in the, in the blue for a little bit. Yeah, the phone call he received right after he got out of his nap was that, hey, you're going to be a Carolina Panther, at least for a little bit. But he went to Charlotte Catholic High School, University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, and now his love for football since he was two years old, his love for the Panthers has paid off. He is a Carolina Panther now. How exciting he gets to come home. He'll probably see his mommy and daddy a lot more now. I'm sure of it. They're <laughs> so proud of him. I've always loved football. How come they didn't ask me to play? Do we really have to explain that to you?